Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio Battle Lines. I am Tower and we are glad you joined us. Today is the 12th of March, 2020, and the scripture reading this week is Exodus chapter 27, verses 20 through chapter 30, verse 10, Ezekiel chapter 43, verses 10 through 27, and the New Testament portion is Hebrews chapter 13, verses 10 through 17. Be sure to follow the WIBR Warren face on Twitter at hashtag Warren Radio and hashtag Watchman IS. And also um, LinkedIn, it's hashtag Watchman, and you can find our shows on Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk. Podcast Addict, Deezer, Castbox, Google Podcast, Anchor, and Podchaser. And tonight, this is a very special show. It's on coronavirus, prophecy, and judgment. And now I welcome in the Watchman. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Well, we're having. Uh... We did some updates on everything uh, with our, uh, of course, uh, Microsoft Windows and everything. And so uh, it's hard to say exactly uh, what all is happening at times. (laughs) So at any rate, uh, we are indeed going to be talking about... uh, the coronavirus. Tower and I just got back from uh, uh, looking around town. We were out and about. We're out and about every week like everybody is. But tonight I would say it was a little more chaotic, wouldn't you, Tower? Oh, yeah. I was kind of shocked. It, it was like it was a double Friday night where people get paid and out shopping. It was it was chaotic. People were everywhere. The stores were jam-packed. People were loading up their carts with stocking up, I guess, trying to hoard or I don't know. Well, I've got problems here. Oh, terrific. But anyway, I think that this virus has been hyped up out of proportion and people are panicking. So they're trying to store up on food and water in case there is a crisis and they're shut up in their homes and and can't go anywhere, can't go shopping. And, And we've heard reports before that it only takes three days to empty out a grocery store. Okay, go ahead and talk again. I've, I, this thing's been a mess. So. Well, I was just talking about how. Okay, you're um, coming in good. The, 
how the media has this all hyped up out of proportion that people are panicking and trying to stock up on food in case there is a major crisis and they can't get out to the grocery stores and shop and you know this town we live in people eat out all the time we drive we don't eat out anymore but we drive by the restaurants and they're all the store the restaurants are packed every night of the week it's just bizarre and all the grocery stores are full well they're always busy but it's extreme busy tonight uh, and it only takes about three days to empty out a grocery store i wonder if uh how the supply will be by the weekend, what they'll have in the stores if this keeps up, huh, Dana? Well, you know, that's that's true. I mean, they're already going empty, and they've been empty. They were empty uh, yesterday. Um, and uh, There's no toilet so, uh, paper in town, which is kind of funny. People really depend on that. Well, you know, and the bottom line of it is, is that we're so spoiled here that, uh, uh, you know, people will buy toilet paper uh, before they'll buy food and and make sure they have water. (laughs) In any survival situation, (laughs) the first thing you do is find shelter. Uh, And uh, you find some kind of shelter, You and if it's in the winter, you find fire, you know, you get a fire going. In in summer, you still get a fire going to cook food. Then you worry, then you go search for food. After you've got your shelter, you've got your fire, you look for water. And, uh, you know, if if you're in a survival situation like this, you need to be pre-stocked. and uh, some of the survivalists uh, that are ongoing, and and uh, we we practiced uh, stocking up on stuff, oh, long, long, long time ago, and uh, we actually got to the point where we had stocked too much. Now, see, when you are preparing for a pro- a, a thing like this, and you know, we saw people tonight loading up on just tons of stuff. I mean, it was unreal. They were buying everything, and uh, you know, I mean, if you go in, you buy like uh, four cases of Raymond, and you. <laughs> to eat it don't buy that much Raymond you know people get in there the thing we find out you only stock what you're able to eat and then you eat out of your stock and replace the stock that way it's always fresh the other yeah. thing is to get water now sometimes you can't get and even bottled water isn't that good but if you get a good water purifier we use charcoal here and it's one of the more popular models. We've been using it for years. And uh, so you can have water. But you got to prepare that if there is no water, uh, you got to have water. Now, see, this, this crisis we're facing now isn't like that. But it can get worse. And the reason it can get worse is because of the paranoia that's going on. Now, see... The Trump administration has been trying to downplay and get everybody to calm. Now, one of the reasons this thing does 
spread the way it does is simply because this thing, when many people get it initially, they don't even have uh, know they have it. It seems like they have a cold. You know, they're, they uh, begin to get a fever. They begin to cough. They get real tired. Uh, you have these symptoms. A lot of them, you can mistake them for, um, you know, the flu or a cough. And most people in America, there are a lot of people that run around with a cold and, and uh, don't think anything of it. Um, and because it is a virus, a cold's a virus, it's hard to get rid of a cold. And uh, with the corona being a virus, uh, this particular thing has been in a couple of different instances. I had heard, I had read, however, from uh, various reporting that uh, this uh, virus strain would stay viable for up to 10 to 12 days. Now, we know the incubation is 14 days, so that could have a relation there from the story. But then there's uh, just the other day they came out and said uh, the virus can live on on various inanimate surfaces for two days. Uh, and when we were discussing bird flu. Did you say years, two days? Did you say two, two days? days? I thought it was 10, ten days. I said that earlier. Ten days is what what one oh. story, is. and last night oh, or the okay. other night, uh, there was an expert talking, and he was saying that. So, you know, the bottom line of it is, you have to just be prepared for all of it. And you know, all this stuff, people closing down and stopping everything that you could think of. You know, no more uh, basketball and all the other things that they're doing. Cher was supposed to be here and she postponed. Uh, and, you know, I was really sad I was going to be there to it. Uh, no, not really, folks. I can't stand Cher. <laughs> it's her politics, uh, her vehement hatred of Trump. I don't like anybody that uh, care for anybody that has that kind of hatred. But at any rate, uh, you know, as you get in here about survival and stocking up, it's important to understand these things that you're stocking up and your stock should already be done and not run in at the spur of the moment and empty the shelves or fight with all the crowds. Now, we were yeah. going in there because we knew people that needed stuff and we were going to see if we could find it to help them out. And we were able to find some stuff. But, uh, um, you know, the bottom line of it is, is that People are just hitting everything. The shelves are getting empty. And, you know, it, this all goes back many years to when we started sending our manufacturing overseas. During World War II, when we got hit at Pearl Harbor, we lost so much of our ships and stuff, and, and no one knew if we could produce enough. All the men were going to war, so the women had to get in the factories. They had to do a job, and they did a job. And there was some older men left, and they did what they had to do. My dad was a medic, a Navy medic, a corpsman in the South Pacific during World War II. My grandfather was on the coast, and he had a he had a boat. He worked for anyway, and his duty was security. So he patrolled 500 miles up and down the coast. And uh, you know, these are kind of the things that uh, went on. But you know, today. 
you know, we can look back and we can see the reason we could win the war is because we had the factories here to build the planes, to build the ships, to build the, you know, uh, create the, uh, uh, the ammunition, et cetera, et cetera. We used to have our own, uh, grow our own cotton, build our own cotton, create our own cotton. We used to do all this stuff here. It was made in America. It wasn't at that time. It was uh, the opposition was made in Japan. And then all of a sudden, China opened up. Well, a lot of our uh, healthcare stuff is coming from China. We were talking to someone in a store, and they said uh, the manufacturer, one of them, gets it directly from China. China isn't sending any ships out. I looked at another report: ships going into Europe were down. Um, I think it was 40%. I am mean, practically no traffic at all coming in compared to what they're used to because there's so much uh, uh, stuff going on. And, uh, course, Isn't that what crazy? The, yeah, it is. So within three days, in three days, your stores in a in a real bad event. We're talking uh, a red flag event where they declare martial law. You're looking at a martial law that could happen because of an attack, a nuclear warfare, uh, warfare uh, could happen because of a very bad virus. It's contagious to the point that people are dying by the tens of thousands. Uh, and uh, they can call a red flag event. They can put up camps. They can force you by armed guards into camps. Now, that's what they're doing uh, in New York right now. And they, at the time that uh, they declared that, there was only one uh, they'd only had one case. Since then, they've had more cases. Uh, but see, you have a lot of governors that have a tendency to go overboard in that. But the bottom line of it is, is that this thing shouldn't get out of control. But yet, many experts are predicting that it is going to be a little worse than what a lot of them thought. But yet, the paranoia doesn't stop. You have a lot of the you know, the various news agencies, what we call fake news, and uh, they do a lot of hyping there, and they do a lot of negativity towards Trump, uh, and sometimes out and out lying, and uh, I've uh, been to a lot of these. I'm not going to go through them. You can check them out yourself and do what you want to with them, but, uh, you know, all this negativity, all this division is stupid at a time like this. And ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, and all the others. Uh, even Trump called for unity. Pelosi today came out and wasn't going to uh, pass legislation or deal with it. She says, if you want legislation, it's got to do what I want. Uh, so other than that, she was a pain. She hasn't done anything to help America so far except nope. be a pain. The Democrats are known as the do-nothing Democrats, not wanting to pass anything. I don't care about any of that. The bottom line of it is, is that somebody <clears throat> in D.C. needs to get their stuff together. Now, see, the Republicans and the Democrats and uh, the Republicans can back Trump and Trump can back Republicans. That's fine. But Congress needs to be unified. The Democrats need to stop their bipartisanship and get on board. And on Twitter, you need to stop all your your putrid speaking. You know, and yesterday I sent out three tweets regarding the lips moving. And, you know, the bottom line of it is, is that, you know, we as an adult should know better. 
it's just absolutely pathetic. You know, for instance, Psalms 12, 2, they speak with vanity with his name, with uttering lips and a double heart do they speak. Verse 3, for sure, not much has changed. uh, uh, The Lord shall cut off all flattering lips, the tongue that speaketh proud things. Who have said with her tongue will we prevail, our lips are our own, who is Lord over us. That's what we do. Nobody wants to listen. Everybody wants to tell you something. And so this is where we need to understand this. Now, we were going to take calls here, but we're not taking calls if you're going to get political. And if you get too bad, I'm going to tell you to shut up. And if you don't shut up, I will hang up on you. I'm not going to play games with you. If you want to say something and add to what we're talking about, that's fine. But we're not interested in going down other roads. This is where we're at. So the tongue, you know, James spends a lot of time on the tongue. And in America and on social media, dear God in heaven, we've got this wagging. But, folks, I want to tell you that before the Wahoon, uh, the, the, the Wuhan virus, as they don't get called that, I'm not being political. That's just when it first came out, that's what they were calling it. Um, you know, before that ever got big, uh, and uh, you can take it for what it's worth. Uh, and uh, the Lord directs my heart in a lot of ways, and he made uh, known to me, that the church in China, it was imperative that the church on China stand up because they had been persecuted. And uh, it was that same day in the afternoon that uh, during the day, the Wuhan started getting really, really bad. By nighttime, uh, there was an article actually in the afternoon by a pastor from Wuhan who had uh, been directed, he felt the Lord wanted him to, and he was going to take his people out. And, and without masks or with masks, they were giving him a mask and a, and a, a little uh, track and telling him about the Lord and praying for people. And they were standing up, and they did this. Uh, they're still doing it to this day. They also have a lot of online church stuff going on where the Chinese are are responding. And even the police and a lot of the authorities see work of what is happening with Christian church uh, over there in China. And, and uh, you know, that's good. They're good, according to this pastor. They've been a lot nicer, and they were back to it. Uh, so bottom line of it is, folks, you got to come together. And this is not about fear. Now, of course, if you don't know the Lord and you're dependent on all the drugs and everything else, I can feel for you. But there, there are things you can do. There are things that you can do to prepare. And, you know, there's been a lot of practical advice out there about washing the hands you know, and being careful where you go. Now, the symptom of COVID-19 is a fever, a cough, and shortness of breath. Now, see, when you get shortness of breath, along with a cough for many times, that can mean something like bronchial pneumonia or bronchitis. All these things are, are things you got to pay attention to. Um now, a couple of other things here. Let me let me get to it. 
the AP came out today. And they said, amid all the fears, quarantines, and stockpiling of food, it's easy to ignore the fact that more than 60,000 people have recovered from the coronavirus spreading around the globe. It causes various illnesses, especially troublesome for older adults and people with existing health problems who are at risk of severe effects, including pneumonia. But most of those affected, coronavirus creates only mild or moderate symptoms such as fever and cough, with the mass majority recovering from the virus. Now, did you hear that? Now, that was coming out of the AP today. That's exactly what Trump said earlier when he first began this. And matter of fact, Trump closed down. There's a timeline that was put out on Twitter today about all this. Uh, Trump in January uh, forbid traffic from coming from China because they had gotten the report on it in January. I think it was the 31st. So make no mistake about it. The Trump administration is ahead of this from the time. And uh, while he was dealing with it, the Democrats, including those running for president, Biden and Bernie, they were criticizing him for doing that. But see, this could have saved a lot of lives. Exactly. Um, Now, according to the World Health Organization, people with mild illnesses recover in about two weeks, while those with more severe ailments may take three to six weeks to rebound. In mainland China, where the virus first exploded, more than 80,000 people have been diagnosed, but more than 58,000 already have recovered. Now, the pastor I'm talking about also talked about the fact of those in his congregation. There were those that did get it, and he said they recovered in just a couple of days. They were praying for him and uh, believing in healing. And believe me, folks, if you're an unbeliever, you're in deep doo-doo because you have got to believe in healing. Tower, from the beginning, you and I have talked about miracles and signs and wonders. We've talked about the fact that one day there may not be a doctor and that we have to believe in the Lord for divine healing. That's right. That's right. And so I want to remind you, now this is not the worst thing to ever hit America, nor is it going to be the worst one at all. There are worse things, pandemics and things that are coming to this country, but this is not one of them. There's no way that this thing is going to erupt. The only way it could is if we make it worse by our own evil means, by our own pathetic things of pushing fear and everything else. But the one problem that could have is that once your stores are emptied, and they're not going to be emptied of everything, but the main things you may think they need, you need are going to empty off the shelves. You may not get everything that you want. But when those things at the factory can no longer be made because most of those factories in America, those suppliers, get them from out of this country, that's where we're in trouble. And so the supply line could easily be cut. It's just like in World War II. The biggest thing you had to protect was your front lines and you had to keep the supply lines going because if they got cut, then your army, your front lines were in trouble. So it's important to understand those things. And so I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that uh, 
you need to, for instance, and here's one, John uh, uh, 17. Now, this is in the context of the Lord praying. The before verse, he says in John 14, I have given them thy word, and the world has hated them, because they are not of the world, and I am not of the world. John 17:15 says this, I pray not that you should take them out of the world. In other words, they're going to be in the world when trouble is here but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. That word evil is reference to the beast, to the, to the devil, and to his work. You can pray this verse, because this is a direct prayer for you as a believer. Every day now, I those, do that. Every day you can do this. Father, I pray. As it says in John seventeen fifteen, that you should not take them out of the world, but you should keep them from the evil, and and mention their names. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that Johnny and Becky and Billy or whoever you're praying for, that you would keep them from the evil. And then you can pray another one. Now, there's a lot of people that have different prayers. They will tell you to repeat Psalms 91. Psalms 91 is a good psalm. But the, the thing of it is, if depending on Psalms 91 all by itself, you may be come up a little short. Because I can tell you right now, Christians around the world have been covering them for a long time, and there's a lot of persecution going on. Matter of fact, when we talk about the end of days, there's a blunt statement from the Lord there. In Revelation 12, 11, 11, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their chain, they loved their lives, not unto death. So they love the Lamb, meaning that they're redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, and they believe in the covenant, the blood covenant, what Jesus did on the cross, John 1, John 3, read John 10 through 17. I recommend 1 John 1 and John, 1 John 5. Now, at any rate, also, Psalms 103. Yeah, that's another good healing one. But you put yourselves in these and pray them. Now, you, you, you've you got to believe, folks. And if if you can't believe, you say, Lord, help me in my belief. I pray, Father, that you will calm the storm of unbelief and calm the storm of panic, whatever that emotion is. Lord, calm this, just as you calm the seas. Calm my heart, calm my, you know, my soul, and give me peace in Jesus' name. You gotta, you gotta depend on the Lord. And um, there's a good uh, example, Jerry Golden, who is a Jewish uh, minister along with his wife in Jerusalem, uh, and he was out in the Mediterranean in a boat, and he was getting away from a certain port because he had to flee. They were over there. It was getting dangerous. and uh, They were killing Jews. Yeah. And so he was leaving. And do you know the story? Oh, I can't remember. His wife and uh, son and cat were hiding somewhere. And he had to take the boat and get it out of the port. And the storm was just raging. And he was rocking back and forth and trying to get out of there. And um, out in the middle of nowhere, and and he just prayed to the Lord and asked the Lord to calm the storm. 
And he kept praying that and praying that. And finally he heard the Lord say, why don't you pray that I calm the storm inside you? And he did that and everything turned around, you know, and he made it through. I don't know that the storm stopped right away, but his spirit was calmed. And he was able to focus on what he needed to do. Yeah, I like that one. I do too. Now, another one we want to look at is in Luke 21. And you go to, I like to read 34 all the way through 37, actually 36, but it's in verse 36. Uh, verse uh, 136, watch you therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Now you, these two verses, Luke 21, 36 and John 17, I think it was 14 or 15. You need to remember these. And the reason you need to remember them, you need to remember them to pray. Now, there's a lot of stuff you can pray, but these specific New Testament commands, New Testament prayer of the Lord, specific, directed at you to be kept from the evil, you can claim that right now. The other one, Luke records what the Lord says, watch therefore and pray always. That's a commandment. That is not, uh, well, will you? It says, watch and pray always. That's what you need to be doing. I do this all the time, folks. Been doing it for years. The Lord revealed this to me over two decades ago of the things that I should be doing during these end times. Because it says that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass. They're going to come to pass, folks. You're not going to stop them. Now, there can be calamity in the world, but there shouldn't be calamity in your heart. You are the Lord's, and you need to focus on him, have tunnel vision, and look to him. There is no reason for you to walk in fear all the time. If you're walking in fear, then you're not walking in faith. I'm telling you that panic, dread, fear, uh, you know, all those things bring you into the arena of unbelief. It, it, every time it'll do that. And you need to understand that and keep yourself away from that. Yeah. Whatever scripture says, whatever is not a faith is of sin. And you need to remember these things. And so it's important for us to to get here and get ourselves um, to where we need to be. Focused. Yeah, focused. Uh, you know, that that's so important to focus. So we're watching, we're praying always that we may be counted worthy to escape all these things that are going to come to pass, and also it's to stand before the Son of Man. It doesn't do any good to escape the things coming if you're not worthy to stand before the Son of Man. This is right now, and it's when you stand before the Lord. So there's two things here that you want to take care of. 
worthy to escape. Okay, you're in your house. You have a lockdown. There are enemy troops or there are, uh, you know, people, rioters going by from house to house looking, just looking for uh, a, a house that they can take down, where they can go in there and steal the food and things like that. Well, you see, the problem you have is that you're in that long line, and they're going to come to you first. They're going to come to you eventually. So what you need to do, and and at the same time, you'll be fasting and praying as well. And so you build that that prayer shield around you. you. You've got warrior angels around you all the time. The problem is most Christians don't utilize these angels. They're there. And, and they're there to work and, and to help you, deliver you. The angels of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. And so you have to understand that they're there. They're not anywhere. I tell people all the time, I've got angels posted all the way around here. And uh, I'll tell you, I've seen it to where I've been in a, in a particular circumstance. And if it wasn't for uh, supernatural deliverance, I may not have gotten out of there. Uh, the way I did. And so here, you, that you would be counted worthy to escape. Now, see, we've had a doctrine for years and years that you would be worthy to escape, you see. And, and, uh, and this, the rapture, as we're talking about, have a pre-trib, mid-trib, and post-trib. And many Christians in America have been raised on the rapture. They think, well, everything's going to be fine. I'm not going to see anything. Everything's going to be wonderful in America, and we're never going to see any trouble. Of course, that has nothing to do with history. Uh, they just That's what they were taught. Well, the bottom line of it is, is that things are coming on this world. And you have to understand that there are judgments that's going to come to the nations. There's judgments that are going to come to America. You know, we have a company by the name of Planned Parenthood. And this year, the beginning of this year, I think it was January, they came out and said that, and they celebrated the fact that they had killed the most fetuses ever in abortion last year in 2019. At the same time, we have various Christian organizations and lawyers that are trying to stop the slaughter of innocents, especially late-term slaughter. We have a, a minister I read about today who you know, escorts people into an abortion clinic to get abortions. He's going to face judgment. I can tell you today, and I can, based on the authority of God and on and on the anointing that God has placed in my life, that I know these things. There are certain things I know, and I know that, unless he repents and gets out of that, because this is blood guilt. They may be counted worthy to escape all these things that are going to come to pass. You want to escape, you're supposed to watch and pray. Now, see, when we get over here into Revelation then, and it's it's interesting how all this works when we um, get right down to it. Um, verse 3 of Revelation 18, For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. Now, if you'll notice in these verses, the economy is doing really good because people are rich. 
Now, see, the wine of the wrath of her fornication, the wine is the same cup of abominations the whore had. These bring on the wrath of God. That's why it's called the wine of the wrath of her fornication, because people are drunk with all the things that they're doing. And the kings of the earth have committed fornication with this harlot, too, because uh, guess what? It makes good economic sense. So the fact that you have nations that depend, that look at the stock market, everybody depends upon trade, and they all want to have a good economy, they're going to whack rich. But they're going to continue to drink of this wine of the wrath, and that's going to bring on the judgment. Now, while that judgment comes, there's another word for the people of God. Verse 4, that says, And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that you be not a partaker of her sins, and you receive not of her plagues. Now, see, there's two ways to come out of her. The first way is to come out of her as a Christian. You're in the world, but you're not of the world. You're not doing the things that the world is doing. The other thing is to be totally uh, out of her. In other words, uh, as the rapturous would put it, you're, you're raptured out at this point. A lot of people aren't raptured out, especially today when trouble comes our way. But it says that you be not partakers of her sins. The other reason you come out of her, that is to be separate from her, is so you're not partaker of her sins. So when you have a Christian church or a pastor or a Christian leader coming in and telling you that uh, certain items are okay and you can go to these things, and still, that's wrong. You need to know that there's a wrong. There's what God tells you to do. And that's what uh, the world says. So you come out of her, that you be not partaker of her sins. And if you partake of her sins, you're going to receive of her plagues. So if you're separate and you live a separate life, you're not going to receive of her plagues. Because hopefully you've read it and you left. You got out of there. Because the other part of that, when we do say come out of her, not only as a, as a Christian that has been sanctified and is not part of the world and doing her sins, but you're actually coming out of her. You're leaving. Now, see, in Babylon of old, the Jews were literally told to get out of Babylon and to let Jerusalem come to mind. Lot, when he was in Sodom, was told that he had to get out. The angels that were sent in there said, we can't destroy it until you get out of here. And when we get to Noah, Noah went through the thing. He went through the flood, but God provided a vehicle for him to be safe at that time. So there's a lot of biblical examples here when we look at biblical examples of God's people being delivered. In addition, the children of Israel, when they were in Egypt, they lived in Goshen. And Goshen was actually separated from the judgments. Uh, They went through a few of them in the beginning. Then after a while, they didn't have these judgments that hit uh, 
the king and all the Egyptians didn't bother them. In the very end of it, there was the Passover. That did not at all affect uh, Israel, but it affected anybody else like the Egyptians. But the, the children of Israel were told that they needed to stay in their homes. They needed to sacrifice the lamb. They needed to apply the blood on the wall. And the death angel would go through that town all the village of Egypt, and when he saw that blood, he would pass over them. Now, see, you can look at that whole scenario, and you can see today as Christians when we accept the Lord, the death angel has passed over us for the, for the second death. But on top of that, we can see it in the time of plague. There are times when you look at this that you're to be in your house. You're to stay in there. There are certain things that you have to know that come through Revelation that there may be times that gives you special directions to do. You need to pay attention to this stuff. And so he goes on to say, For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Reward her even as she rewarded you double unto her double according to her works in the cup which she has filled to her double. So she has double the fornication that's ever happened. So God has rewarded her double to her double, or in other words, four times uh, for that judgment that hit him, that that hit them all. But, but so we go through these things to help you understand. America isn't even close to that right now. Today. This is something that can um, be handled. This is not like this. One day it may come, but we're not there yet. Now, in Galatians 5, that tells you in verse 19 the works of the flesh. Now, you need to read those, and you need to understand. It's not just Paul. You can look at the other apostles. They were always warning the early church of what they were doing. But he tells you. He says, in murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, and there's a bunch of other things before that, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, that's black and white. And verse 24, he says, and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. Verse 19 says, now the works of the flesh are manifest or plain. Don't let anybody talk to you and tell you that you can do some of the things we're doing in America and in the world. We have churches and pastors that are whores and harlots. You have to understand this, that this is something only you can take care of in your life and in your family. Now, you see today, there's another one, Psalms 11, 2 through 3. For lo, the wicked bend their bow, they make ready their arrow upon the string, that they may privily shoot at the upright in heart. Now, see, the next verse is what I want you to pay attention to. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Now, the foundation here in the Hebrew refers to those things that society rests upon or social order is sustained. When they get destroyed, and if you read what our Constitution says, that America 
and its constitutional republic was meant for a moral people. Those are the words, moral people. When we become an immoral people, as we have become in many cases, the foundation on which this society originally rested has been destroyed. So when the foundations are destroyed, and even in your life as a Christian, when your foundation of believing and walking in Christ is destroyed through various means, then you need to stop it. You need to wake up and repent. See, when truth is no longer respected in a society, when justice is no longer practiced, when fraud and violence have taken the place of honesty and honor, when error prevails, when persons of character for integrity and virtue affords no longer any security, when you are walking as a Christian and society castigates you, today it came out that Germany now has come against Franklin Graham. He was going to do crusades there, but they don't want him. The UK didn't want him. But see, that's where society is, and that follows Second Thessalonians 2. These are a few of these scriptures that I wanted to talk to you about. I wanted to let you know about. Now, Tower, as we look at this, you and I have been preparing for trouble in America for how long? Oh, for probably 20 years, but then you kind of get soft because nothing's happened. But this is a good wake-up call. Well, the first time we talked about this, about what was coming, was back in the mid-70s. Yeah. And uh, we didn't do anything for a lot of years, frankly, because I didn't really know at the time what I needed to do. And then it's been, oh, probably 25 years ago when... I was by myself, and the Lord appeared. He was behind me in the room, and I kind of froze, and I heard him tell me some stuff, and I just said, Lord, look at me. I can do nothing right now. (laughs) That was a long time ago. I couldn't. Uh, and I, I had certain ailments, and I wasn't uh, where I needed to be and not doing what I should have been doing. But I did repent, and I began the process of what we're on today because I was to get online I was to spread this gospel over as long as I could. And it would go to the uttermost part of the earth, which is where it's going, and it continues to go. 
We have been on shortwave, on satellite, some FM. But now we're doing it through our Watchman Alert radio network, WARN. That's the WARN and WARN radio, spreading this word around. If you're listening to us in another country, the message is the same. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh unto you. And that is so, so important. And uh, James says, go to now, you you rich men, weep and howl, for the miseries shall come upon you. Your riches are corrupted, your garments are moth-eaten, your gold and silver is cankered, and the rust of them shall be a witness against you, and shall eat your flesh as it were fire. You have heaped together treasure for the last days. Make no mistake. God is more than able to take care of you. Amen. He's more than able to be there for you. And I think that's the biggest thing. And when you walk in doubt and fear, the devil is quicker to take away your peace. You lose the peace. Yeah, that's for sure. And so, you know, that that's just what you have to do. I mean, and uh, you have to sit down, and times you may have to play the Word of God. You may have to play it all day. Now, on Instagram, I put scriptures out every day, and today the scripture was James 4.8. Draw nigh to God, and he'll draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts. That's what we need to do. Yesterday, when I sent out those three tweets, they were aimed in the beginning of it, and I sent three tweets, each one, with the line of what I said, one of the things I said in every one is repent and seek the Lord that you may live. Now, see, most people on Twitter will never, ever see that. A lot of them, if they do see it, will ignore it. But there are some that seize it and they know what it says. Now, I'm here not just to speak, but to encourage you and help you to understand. A lot of years ago, I was telling people to get out of the inner city. I told them to find a place out of the inner city. Get away from the big cities. It's going to be dangerous when some of this comes down. And that's the same thing here. And as you look at a a map with the red states affected, you've got, well, I don't know, Tower, that that one looked like almost all the states were affected by this coronavirus. Yeah, there is a lot of them. I don't know what the status is now, but 
could be more. They even got one, found one in a case in our state yesterday. Well, you know, the thing of it is that you have a lot of cases. You know, the bottom line of it is, is like they said, some of them have said, keep the elderly and those who are vulnerable inside, keep them away from it. That, that's right. Good. You have your nursing homes. They will be one of the biggest threats as nursing homes. If it starts sweeping through a nursing home, God help us. So th- this is uh, this is what you need to understand. So with that, we're coming down to the end. Well, you know, and, I just wanted uh, to say something. Go ahead. I seen something a while back that said God created the earth and all the heavens in six days. And why why do we fear? Why do we worry? Why do we think that he can't help us out? He's the creator of everything. And so I just, you know, you got to get that right perspective and understand that God created everything. He knows you from inside out. He knows what you need. He knows what it takes. And he will meet your need and he will take care of you. It may not be the way you want it. He will meet your need in the best way for you. That's the most effective for you, not the way you think, because he knows what's best for all of us. And he will take care of you and meet your need. Do not fear. That's right. That's right. Now, you know, um, the thought got um, kind of down the road here. No, I I was... uh, Can't do it at any rate. So at any rate, that's enough for that. I I was thinking about that. I was thinking about it about the time you were talking. I didn't want to interrupt you. So uh, maybe you should have. Sorry. No, no, it's not. No, no, don't worry about it. That's oh, here we go. Okay. I, I got some stuff. I was working on this, trying to get uh, this. The show we were going to do tonight, uh, I'm making it again for next week. Uh, and so I'll just change everything on it. We'll do it next week. I felt we needed to to do this. Um, oh, I, I remember. You know, one of the stories I like is Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. Oh, me too. And they were they were brought before the king, Nebuchadnezzar, because they wouldn't worship. And the one thing they said, first off, says, Oh, king, know this. Our God is able to deliver us, but even if he doesn't, we will not bow down to your idol. You know the story. They were thrown in the fire, and they came out alive. And uh, There was no uh, smell of smoke on them. 
no, no smoke, no hair. And uh, the Lord spoke to me about about that and about Daniel a long time ago, many years ago. And uh, the Lord made a point to me at the time. And that point is this. And I decided, based upon what he was trying to uh, to tell me, not trying, he did, is that no matter what comes, because I know a lot of things are coming, no matter what comes, I have made up my mind, when I look at tomorrow, to open that door to tomorrow with faith. And whatever comes my way, I have determined that I will believe that God will make a way for me and my family no matter what. I don't care if I'm surrounded by armies of multitude enemies. God will make a way for me. I believe that. Many, many years ago, I was told what was coming to America. I was shown three visions. And in those visions, I saw a lot of stuff. I don't talk about them because I don't want them. I want people to be rooted in the Word of God, not in visions, not in things that experiences I had. I was told flatly that America that I knew of would cease to exist. And that when I begin to see these things come to pass, that I would know who it is that told me these things. That was many years ago, folks. A lot of years ago. I don't want it to happen in my lifetime or your lifetime. I have no control over it. But I am convinced that God will make a way for me and my family no matter what comes. And I'm convinced that he will make a way for you and your family no matter what happens. You need to keep the faith and be found in him. In Jesus' name. Let this word be written. It is my testimony and my confirmation. And so... We're going to have to be going. Oh, did you? Well, I see that. That's really weird. You're still on there. Hmm. It says Every, here. Everybody, I want to say, don't fear. Trust in the Lord. He'll pray for you in all of this chaos, and don't panic. He, he is with you, and I hope this show has encouraged you and given you peace in your heart and in your soul. We love you. We Thank God for you. We pray for you. May God richly bless you. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.